Welcome to Countless Spin, 15th of July 2021. Just a reminder, you are at Central Command. You can follow us on a variety of platforms. Uh, chiefly amongst those is our website, counterspinmedia.com. If you want to go there, you can subscribe for emails. You'll get the Take Down the CCP ringtone. Um, if you wish to assist us going forward, there's a donate button there, completely your choice. We're coming with the facts and figures regardless. Also, you can find us on Getter, not on Twitter. We don't do the leftist side of things. Uh, and we've always said we're neither left, right, nor center. We're straight up the guts. Only facts and evidence based here. So we'll bring up a couple of the people you can follow on Getter. Um, as soon as our tech team starts getting it, there we go. That's the Getter platform there. Oh, look at that comment at the bottom there. Some bit of a star. You can follow Real Brad Flutie. He does Medium.com and Outspoken. Countsubin Media, of course. Uh, who else? We got Damien Dement, and often like Brad, uh, co-host of the show. Um, we got Dana Lee there, and of course yours truly, Calvin Alton. And you'll find me at Calvin Out. And of course, Curious Kiwi, who helps us with our tech and getting everything together. In fact, he works like a bit of a dog. And we don't even feed him. Okay. Now, let's get into some news before we bring our amazing guest on, who is a author, speaker, and longtime researcher of a great number of topics. And we'll get him to tell you a little bit of a bio about himself when he comes on. In the meantime, a woman's rights group in New Zealand speak up uh, for woman New Zealand is concerned about government uh, new proposed self, uh, six self-identification laws and is hosting nationwide meetings to discuss legislation before it's due to be passed later this year without official consultation. How many times do we get that? The Wellington Regional PPTA has incorrectly labelled the group transphobic in an email to teachers while trans advocates are planning to demonstrate outside their Wellington event on July 15th tonight at 6pm at the Michael Fowler Centre. Some teachers can see the damage these woke law reforms have on the education curriculum in the US and are concerned about the effects on children here in New Zealand, uh, but are too scared to speak out for fear of losing their job. Now, how many times have you heard that before? People getting targeted because they have something to say, and quite rightfully so. We here, however, do not have that problem. We just bring you facts and evidence and tell you how it is. Okay, next up we have Mayor, Mayor Gordon. The Three Water Project opposite um, opposition is building. Whilst the COVID confusion continues, the, gov the New Zealand government has things going on behind the scenes. Our own great reset. Uh, the government's Three Waters reforms program is reaching out, is reaching people's radars now. The uh, Waikamata... <laughs> How do you even pronounce that? Okay. The, the Waikamata... It's about right, eh? Yeah, that'll do. I'm sure people can work it out. District Council Mayor Dan Gordon is speaking out against it, and here he is here. Behind me is Rangira Water Supply, and I thought this an appropriate place to have a conversation with you about the government's Three Water Reform Programme. By Three Waters... I mean water, sewer and stormwater. The government's proposing four entities throughout the country. They think reforming it is going to save money and that it's of 
it's of advantage to us as a council and community to be part of that. From the figures we've seen, the cost for reform is somewhere in the order of an investment they're proposing between 120 to 150 billion dollars and employing 9,000 more staff. We're not seeing that those figures add up and we're not seeing that there's an advantage to our community. We've spent over the last 20 years a lot of time making sure that our assets are up to date. Okay, if you've been following um, events as we're going through, let's continue. Wake, woke culture in New Zealand, of course, continues. The ratepayer-funded Auckland Art Gallery is offering drag queen story time to children these school holidays. These events have gone global in an attempt to sexualise young minds early. Um, in my mind, it's nothing more than terraforming uh, impressionable young minds. As you will see by some of these images, these are the types of people who are reading to young impressionable minds, and when they go to places like their Telegram or Instagram and things of that nature, this is what they get. Now, some people may think it's innocent fun, and hey, it could well be. None of us here have a problem with how someone wants to live their life. What we do have an issue with is when those types of images are the type of people teaching young children. That's not really a standard of behavior you want to have as a ground base uh, for kids to um, grow on. <clears throat> now, this next one, as you can see, this is the Rainbow Monkey. And a, a library in the UK had to apologise for having this, uh, well, Rainbow Monkey with the totem pole. Um, reading to children and things like that. Not exactly the type of thing you want kids to be exposed to that early. The world has gone completely mad. Buckle up, cupcakes. It's going to get worse, I can assure you. Okay, also, this Friday, tomorrow, um, at midday, at a, in over 50 locations, a howl of a protest takes, uh, takes place. This is where you have rural farmers and tradies coming together to voice their opposition to government legislation to get rid of well, basically to eviscerate the farming industry, agricultural industry. Remember, these are the people supposedly who voted for the Labour government, and I can assure you you didn't. I can assure you that the election was rigged. There's no way in hell someone votes for their own demise. It's complete and utter ludicrous. We have a video of that as well. This is a tractor process before the last election. Now, remember, these supposedly are people who all voted Labour. They were just so happy that Labour had come out publicly and stated that farming is a industry of the past, a bygone era. These are the same people who want to grow your meat and a whole lot of primordial soup with a, from a cell, basically. You don't know what the hell beauty. So let's have a look at what they were like just before the election last year.
Welcome back. Farmers all around the world are motivating uh, for these particular causes. Uh, another thing I'm going to bring you bring your attention to is if I don't know if you would have heard it uh, recently, the Minister for COVID response response to what um, Chris Hipkins has pretty much intimated that they are pushing to go door to door to find anyone who's not been vaccinated. They've been sending out alerts on text telling people. You're in this particular group. It's time to get your shot. Remember, this is what this is. The, this is the uh, experimental serum that has no safety and efficacy um, uh, results, no peer-reviewed papers, nothing. And yet, Jacinda Ardern and her minions are trying to tell you it's safe and it's effective. With no results, how can that even be? That is a complete and utter lie. So this is a. <laughs> Minister Chris Hipkins and his little view on things. Will you do everybody this year? Let's be, let's be honest about this, because because it's been slow for the first six months, does that therefore mean that we will be vaccinating people into next year and that goal of getting everyone done this year won't be met? I think early next year we'll be in the phase of chasing up people who haven't come forward to get their vaccination or have missed their bookings and so on. So uh, everyone will be able to get a vaccine between now and the end of the year. Uh, but of course, you know, and I want every New Zealander to come forward, but human behaviour suggests that there will be some people that we have to actually really go out and look for, uh, and, and some of that may spill into next year. But our commitment is everyone will have the opportunity to get the vaccine by the end of the year. Uh, everyone will, uh, but I, I can't say that, you know, that we're not going to have some hesitant people or some people who just haven't come forward that we don't have to go out and find next year. Okay, just caught me. Look at that. I was just preparing myself. Now, I'll bring up a meme uh, to go with that. Now, read that meme, but read it with the voice in your head of Liam Neeson from Taken. Do you remember that? <clears throat> read it. I can't even see it from here. Um, so while you guys are doing that and um, having a chuckle to yourselves, Anyone who goes to these uh, the hell of a protest um, protests, please send us uh, video footage that you capture because we know damn well mainstream media will either not cover it or they'll just show and say, oh, 100 people turned up here or that. We want to show the extent of the pushback in the country. So remember, hell of a protest, 16th, which is tomorrow night or tomorrow midday. Info at counterspinmedia.com. Send all your footage and communications in that regard to us. Also, on any other topic you want discussed on the show, uh, if there's any sensitive information you have from stories coming up uh, that we, like like I said, uh, we will touch on it today with uh, Ollie Damigard, but we will be doing a full show on the Christchurch massacre. Uh, we are just waiting for some more information to come through and confirm, because like I said, we're only going to bring facts and evidence, and if we're going to lower the boom, it's going to be a big one. So send that to us via via Wicker. So you download Wicker and send that information, if it's sensitive to us, um, at Counterspin. That's the account name for that. Now, without further ado, we are going to bring in... Ollie Damigard, he is an author, a speaker, a long-time researcher of things like false flags, hidden agendas, and a whole host of other things. I've had the pleasure of watching a lot of his uh, shows, some of them quite long, but the best part about them is they're informative and they keep you captivated, and we hope this show will do exactly the same thing. Welcome aboard, Ollie. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you're beaming in from Bali, I hear. 
I am indeed, and it's almost uh, it's almost like a joke because uh, we had to more or less literally escape from Spain. Where uh, I mean, we escaped to Spain 20 years ago because of what I'm doing, and then now. We did it again after uh, the severe uh, severity of the situation that was going on in Spain, where when when you know what the agenda is, then you can also foresee a lot of these steps. So we we managed to get out of Spain when we had predicted when they were going to do sort of like an, an opening in between the different so-called waves they were talking about. The second wave was about to come. So we knew there was going to be a bit of a window. And uh, we, we left, we came here to Bali, and uh, now they're doing the exact same here on Bali at the same time that they're opening up a little bit in Spain. So it's, uh, <laughs> what can you say, but it's getting, here is pretty rough at the moment. Yeah, it's becoming quite ridiculous here as well. I mean, I haven't been a fan of this whole COVID narrative I've seen the flaws in it right from the start. You know, like I, we said in a previous show, we had it build as being uh, this black invisible plague of death, like a wall that comes down and drops people in the street. None of that's happened. They couldn't find enough deaths, so they had to start reporting on cases. And then the cases themselves have become a complete joke as well. So what we actually have is a fear-based media virus that's has no relation to reality. We don't see the results on the ground. And now they're pushing um, experimental serums, laughingly called vaccines, that then um, have people believe that they have to have, like, booster shots because they're already starting to billet. They're saying, okay, this serum here will take care of COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. This one here, oh, this will take care of the Delta strain. I mean, I've been waiting for the Brazilian stripper virus to turn up. That'll be a lot more exciting for me. What do you see um, and how this thing has been peddled out? Because I know there's patents for a lot of these things. Uh, We'll play a video in a a little while um, to to demonstrate a few things on that. Um, But your take on things, on this whole corona um, pandemic. Can I just uh, say before I start uh, that I've been down this road for about 40 years. I've been touring in 15, 16 countries. I've been uh, given more than a thousand interviews international. So internationally, so I'm, I'm not, I don't say things easily. I try to build uh, whatever I say on hundreds if not thousands of hours of research and when I don't know something I try to uh, reach out to the absolute best experts around the world to learn from them and in this case I'm in in a group now where I've been invited with some of the absolute leading experts in the world with Dr. Dolores uh, Cahil, uh, Dr. Christian Northrop, uh, Dr. uh, Karim Madej, Dr. Uh, Anthony Kaufman and many other of these uh, very high-level experts in this area. So we, we meet online once a week and in these uh, sessions also I learn a lot directly from the people who know what they're talking about when it comes to viruses because viruses has never been anything that I'm an expert in. But my expertise has become over the years to expose false flag operations, so-called false flag operations. and which is more or less every single time state-sponsored terrorism with the enemy 
in within that's where it comes stems from that and then top political assassinations these are the two things that i uh, become uh, without bragging world famous for and uh, my my last name damagod has actually become a verb because uh, i've been uh, through an insider who actually informed me about this thing was that they they the people carrying out these operation deliberately leaves clues in the forensic evidence hidden but still visible about the upcoming attacks that will come or the next upcoming attack and the reason they do that according to this insider was or is because they're very afraid of the law of karma meaning what you do comes back to you so the way they have interpreted this law is that if they show us even in subtle ways what they're going to do and we do not react then indirectly we consent and then the bad karma comes on our shoulders wow. that's how they see it so this was in 2014 when I was informed about this. I didn't know if it was true or not. I had no idea. And then I started seeing that, oh, my God, it's actually correct. And so ever since that, uh, and I've been doing this full time for so many years, uh, I've been focusing on finding the clues. Where are the clues? What? Where have they hid hidden at this time? And so I've become good at that. And up to date now, I have uh, predicted on international radio 61 of these attacks up to two months before they actually occurred. Amazing. So, no, but this is, uh, it's not that it's, it's, uh, it's not to blow smoke up my own butt. What I'm saying is that this is a blessing in disguise because if they're doing that, then it's up to us just to find these clues and hopefully find them in time so that we can uh, predict and stop the upcoming attacks. And I've been part of stopping multiple of these ones. So back to Corona. And uh, I would like to suggest that the, what the world ex is experiencing is a very pink and fluffy version of what actually had been planned. And if you're interested, I can go into great details about how I was somehow led into stumble across some incredible evidence uh, where what was actually being planned for the world in October 2019 and what was stopped. And so what the only thing that was they had left to unleash on the world was the COVID uh, or Corona uh, virus, which was in January of 2020. Perfect. But it's... It, it's a bit of a long story, but I can, I, and like you said, they're a bit long when I do interviews, but it's like in the details that they say that the, it, the, it hides the devil, but I would say that it's the liberation that is in the details, because it's in the details that you can find out what actually went down, and who carried it out, and why they did it. So that's that is what we I want. Focus a even lot. if even tell you what, even if it takes you a little longer to explain, people need to hear this. They need to be yeah. educated about what's going on. So I believe me, the floor's all yours. You take it away. They need okay. to hear this. Okay. Yeah, and so I I I tell you what happened, and uh, it it in the beginning it will feel like there's nothing. It has nothing to do with COVID at all. But in the end, I will just uh, connect the dots. Okay. So please please be patient with me. So anyway, with my background of uh, knowing over 40 years, learning how these uh, these forces are operating, the um, uh, modus operandi, the people that are actually carrying out these uh, operations, the also traveling group that is being sent around in, in different worlds, carrying out the exact same uh, scenario over and over and over again, which they also did in Christchurch. That was not a, a, a separate event. It was just one of a long line of events carried out by the same group. Yeah. Um, when 
It's like when when you are in this world, I am in the world of deception, black ops, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors, uh, different agencies, CIA, Mossad are very often in the background. And so it's when being in uh, in such a place for such a long time, I learned to understand a lot more than uh, people that have not. So this is uh, one of the things that, that uh, makes it possible for me to maybe see the, uh, a wider picture faster than most other people. So anyway, I was on tour in uh, Sweden at the time. It was October uh, in 2019, not 20, 2019. And at that time, no one had heard about the coronavirus. No one, absolutely no one, me, my, myself included. But in Sweden, I was focusing on exposing a, an alleged uh, truck attack that took place in April of 2017 in Stockholm, in central Stockholm. And uh, while doing that, I mean, I put in a few thousand hours into investigating that specific event because it was a very well carried out uh, attack that seemed real to start with. But the more I dug, the more I found out that, okay, we're back to the usual suspects. And so when the official story is that there was this uh, um, foreigner who didn't get asylum in Sweden, got pissed off, woke up, said, I'm going to kill as many people as I can. Uh, then went into central Stockholm, hijacked a beer truck, drove down a pedestrian street, killing five people and then slamming the truck straight into a mall. And then he escaped, uh, escaped with no sign. Nobody saw him. Nobody knew what he looked like. And only five hours later, at uh, almost eight o'clock in the evening, he was arrested in the outskirts of Stockholm. Wow. Anyway, so... so um, what I was uh, while I was uh, investigating this, I was sent a video from someone I don't know. I think it was leaked from the inside, and it was a video of a talk. It's a very much like a TED talk, uh, you know, very high quality presentation, everything. And the man who was on stage was a man called Ola Slettemark. Uh, he is the Swedish uh, security coordinator of something called. Uh, NSB, which is the authority for coordinating. Uh, the different, uh, uh, like the fire brigade, the ambulance services, police, military, the government, the uh, secret service and so on, and also foreign uh, involvement if there is a crisis in Sweden. And so in this presentation, which took place a few months after this alleged uh, uh, terror attack in Stockholm, which I exposed big time and other people as well as an absolute false flag staged event. But anyway, in this presentation, which he called the drill that became reality, and for anyone who's really uh, in the know of how uh, false flag operations are carried out, the drill is one key element that is always there. There's always a drill before it goes down, because the drill is used to get vehicles in position, smoke bombs, uh, explosives, crisis actors, catering, makeup facilities, you name it, in position. And also they rehearse during the these uh, drills, they get rid of people, normal people, they close off the streets, say, bugger off all of you and leave us for, we do, we're doing this for your security, absolute bollocks, but yeah. they're doing it to, to rehearse and get all of the high quality photos that are needed, including some of the video footage. And then the following day or so they go live. And then this video footage that was shot the day before is then blended in with live footage and so on. That's why you never have to fear a terror attack uh, or a less mass shooting on a rainy day, for instance, because they need the same clear type of blue sky in the background so that the footage will, will uh, mix, blend 
so that you would think, oh, it is live footage in the background. No, it can be from several different days, but they can't have a rainy day and then a clear blue sky and then mix the footage. So anyway, there's mm -hmm. there are never any terror attacks on a rainy day. So fear no, uh, nothing on these days. Anyway, so in this uh, presentation, this guy who I'd never heard of before, he says that on the day this happened, he was going through the whole day, minute by minute, he said that uh, one minute before the attack happened, he raised the terror threat level to maximum and sent out a bulk, me bulk email activating all of these different organizations or key people in all of these different organizations like the police, the military, the secret police the, and so on. So I ask you, how is it possible that you raise the terror threat level to maximum one minute before the, the event even occurs? How can you do that if you're not involved? Yeah. And you cannot. You cannot. And then he goes through the whole thing. This is way be hours and hours before they knew who was driving the truck. I mean, they, this could be at a time where, you know, it could have been a drunk driver. It could have been like an epileptic seizure. It could have been anything. Nobody knew who the driver was. And still... Within 10 minutes, they had these big gatherings, uh, meetings, coordinating groups together. They closed down all the, the, all the train traffic, all the subway uh, traffic, all the bus traffic in central Stockholm. They shut in, they locked in big parts of the government. They locked in the big parts of the defense ministry. They locked, I mean, the whole central Stockholm was locked down within 20 minutes before anyone even knew what was going on. So, and also the, the streets were flooded with people in SWAT team uniforms, military uniforms, there were helicopters above. That is not a normal way of the, that it would normally unfold. This was an attack from within. And this guy, dear Mr. Ola Sletter, Mike, is one of the key players in this operation. So if you wanna know what a real terrorist looked like, that's one for you. Ola Sletter, Mike. Okay, so when, when I saw that, I thought, oh my God, this is unbelievable, uh, you know, that to be that arrogant also to get yourself filmed while you talk about this, not that I think that this video was meant to be leaked out, you know, I think it was only for the, for the this group inside, the people in the know. But anyway, but I saw it as an incredible blessing. So I started tracking this individual down and, uh, and I started seeing that he had been in different places where alleged terror attacks had happened. Like in Toronto, he had just been in Barcelona where there was a very similar attack happened in Spain uh, as in Stockholm. And please understand that these attacks are coordinated. They, I call them the global tour of terror. And it's either NATO countries or countries that are connected through what was called Five Eyes, Nine Eyes, or Forty Eyes. New Zealand is one of them uh, in, yeah. within Five Eyes. And these are secret um, intelligence, uh, I don't know what to call them, agreements under the radar for normal people, but connecting these nations. And so New Zealand, Australia, Canada, uh, and England, and the US were the first ones after the Second World War, and then they've added on nations. And so many times when you see like, oh my God, it happened over there, and I mean, these countries have nothing in common. Yeah, they do, they do. So, uh, when I started to, uh, going back, checking out this guy, I found that he was actually the, the opening speaker at the biggest security drill in, Europe called uh, Innovative Response 2015, 
massive, massive one with more than 1,600 crisis actors where they built an exact replica of the Liverpool train station inside a factory building and staged it like it was a terror attack where they had blown up trains and all kinds. And footage from inside that factory was later used at the Brussels airport attack and, and other things like that. So. I knew that, whoa, 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 this is not just an amateur, this dear Mr. Ola Sletten, Mike. So I kept looking into him, and it turned out that he was involved in the, uh, a six-nation um, cooperation called the CJTN, Counter Joint Terror Network, something like that, which was sponsored and funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. And if you want to look into terrorism and uh, the New World Order, you will very often find the finances being backed by the Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, if in education or medical, uh, whatever it is, the, the Rockefellers are there in the background. So I thought that was interesting. And so the more I looked into this guy, I felt that I was going down a rabbit hole into the world of these operations. And so I stumbled across or I found his private Twitter account which was very small. There was only a couple of hundred followers. And most of them, when I started, checked out who the other people were, they were all into sort of cyberspace, blah, 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 and cybersecurity and IT, this and that, and military intelligence. And so, so I thought, whoa, I could be onto something major here. And this happened on October the 21st, 2019. Please remember the date, two, tw October the 21st. So... Um, while looking into this, I started checking out his uh, latest tweets. And then uh, one of the things that he had tweeted just a, a day or so before was that uh, uh, he, had, they had, he was now in Barcelona, in Spain, and they had just celebrated the 500th meeting. That's 500. That is a hell of a lot of meetings if you're only officially employed in Stockholm. So I was like, who are you? Who are you? Mm. And then... Uh, this was the thing that really got to me. There were a few tweets in a, in a, uh, that followed each other that said, we have now decided to lock in on 39 different locations, six different nations, the time duration 36 hours, and the dates will be October 23 and 24. And the way I, I mean... What does that sound like? But like if you were, if you were, uh, you know, like a, a police uh, tracking down drug uh, uh, dealers or whatever, if they're talking about selling five tons of salad or lettuce or whatever, you know they're not talking about vegetable. You know that they're talking about something else. And the Absolutely. way he was describing it, lock. We've now decided to lock in on these thirty-nine locations, and he even pinpointed where it was. I tell you, I just got the chills down my back. I felt, what the hell is this? So the places that he pointed out was uh, uh, first country, the United Kingdom, and it was London and Manchester. Both of them had have had alleged terror attacks, which we have, we and I and other people have exposed in great detail. Every single one of them, false flag operations. So. This was at a time, this was right at the time where the so-called Brexit referendum was going to take place. And the Brexit was about England wanting to leave the European Union. And if you look into the background of the European Union, you will find that it is a creation of the New World Order. It is the same players, the Rockefellers, the, all of these uh, families, the Rothschild and so on, in the background creating things that looks really good for us, but absolutely we're talking about organized crime on a very high level. So 
It's the same, unfortunately, with, uh, uh, you know, you got NATO, another of their uh, operations uh, like that. You got the United Nations troops. You got the many of these are created by the same power structure. So anyway, um, if one nation like England would leave the European Union, that would could inspire other nations to do the same because every nation as far as i know that have joined the european union have gone straight down the drain into financial and um, they've got them by the balls and and they're promised you know everything oh gold and everything is fantastic but then once they're in they're they're stuck these nations are stuck and they're they are the prices go up and the inflations go up and it it's really really negative yeah. for that nation so Let's say that 39 coordinated attacks would go off in these uh, different countries. That would mean, like, for instance, here with the Brexit referendum, that the governments would go in and say, we're very sorry because of all of this mayhem that had just erupted. For your security, you have to stay indoors. In other words, locked down or locked in, which is not, has nothing to do with a medical term, but it's a prison term, locked in. And in the meantime, while we sort out this mayhem here, uh, by the way, you're not allowed to go outdoors, you're not allowed to demonstrate, you're not allowed to go voting, uh, you're not, and by the way, uh, we have to most probably shut down the internet as the way you know it, because these uh, alleged terrorists would have used Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, uh, for the social media for their dangerous uh, communication. So for your security, it's always for our security, we just have to shut it down. And so we will then open up a commercial version where we decide what you're allowed to see and you will have to pay us for it. Yeah. This has been a wet dream for the New World Order for years and they've been trying over and over, but this would could have been a perfect um, situation for this to, to take place. So that was England, London and Manchester, right when the Brexit referendum was going to take place on the October 23 and 24. It was just about that time. Then the next uh, city was Paris, France. And in Paris, they'd had a lot of problems with the so-called Yellow Vest movement for a long time. And this movement was much, much bigger than we were being told through mainstream media. I mean, I was in, I've got contacts in most countries and they were informing me that it's massive, massive. So let's say, similar thing, massive uh, series of attacks in France, very sorry. You're not allowed to go out on the street. You're not allowed to demonstrate. You're not allowed to meet in groups bigger than three. Shut down the internet. Very sorry for your protection. Lockdown. Yeah. Third place. <clears throat> third place was Barcelona in Spain, where Barcelona is part of Catalonia, which has tried to liberate itself from That's the right. European Union for a long time. So that would also solve the same thing problem there. Then there were two. Uh, there were two um, drills, massive drills in Sweden planned exactly at this time. They went under the name of Operation Sea Eagle. And it was two power plants, one water and one uh, nuclear power plant. Uh, the, late, uh, the latest one was called Foschmark. So they were going to uh, have a drill with nuclear downfall, you know, like a meltdown, boom. And there was 1,600 crisis actors being planned on that drill. That is wow. a hell of a lot of crisis actors, exactly at the same date. Then I was contacted by a military guy in Albania who said that NATO, which is also, once again, their, their uh, creation. And NATO, when you look at terror attacks, many, many times, it's NATO uh, 
forces themselves that are carrying these out, or through the so-called Gladio network, or through private private contractors that they have hired to carry these operations out. So NATO is a big bad boy in all of this. Anyway, so NATO at the very same dates had also an earthquake uh, drill in Albania, Croatia and Serbia planned. And nowadays with directed energy weapons and harp technology through chemtrails and so on, you will see that many of these alleged uh, earthquakes uh, that are going on now are not natural. So that could also be part of this whole thing. So all of these things at the same time. And then you had the last one, which I didn't understand, which was Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And so I understand why, why would they pick that one, uh, that city? And so a naval officer contacted me and she said that the reason for that would be that Rotterdam is the mouth for all, more or less all food import into the whole of Europe. You knock out that harbor and boom, you can create famine in, in uh, Europe within a week. Because nowadays, food is not stored. It is always on the road. So if you knock that one out, boom, it would create absolute chaos. So, so when, when I started to see, you know, I, I can't say for sure that what I saw was true, but I just felt, holy shit, what the hell is this? Because if what I suspect is true, then this could be like a, bigger than 9-11, you know, because this could involve the whole of Europe and the Western world, you know, so I, I was like, and by the way, do you know how many 39 coordinated attacks are? Let me demonstrate. Boom, 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 Boom 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 and boom. That we can lay some tracks down over there, Pete. That is a lot of mayhem. I mean, can you imagine? And of course, NATO would then make sure that some of these attacks were aimed at themselves, which was justify military intervention. Just like yeah. there was a reason why they, they hit Pentagon on 9-11, because the Twin Towers were just uh, civilian targets. They needed to involve, uh, get the Pentagon as well, so that they could justify military intervention and then create the war on terror. So anyway... I just felt, oh my God. So first I, I laid down on the floor, just wanted to puke. And then I thought, okay, okay, we need to do something. Because this was on October the 21st, and they, the plan was to go live on October the 23rd, meaning that we had somewhere between maybe 24, 36 hours before it was meant to go down. So what I did together with my tour organizer, Johnny Cash, we... We were in, a, in a, an RV, and like I mentioned before, I've done, I've been uh, interviewed about a thousand times around the world. So I have an incredible network of amazing radio hosts like yourself, uh, brave, fast moving, you know, very eager to assist and help and stand up for freedom. So what I did was uh, I contacted as many as I could from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. I did 12 hours straight uh, where I did like five, 10 minute into, uh, interviews with uh, I don't know how many different uh, radio stations where I just said, this is what I found. This is what I suspect. I don't know if it's true or not, but these here are the signs. Bum, 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 bum. Please yeah. 
if you see the value of this information, please help me share it because we might have a chance, if this is correct what I see, to be able to stop it, if enough of us knows about it. Because like, it's one thing to pull a thing like that off if nobody knows, but if you got a million people that are aware of it, suddenly that is a major problem that can cause incredible blowback for these forces. And anyway. a whole lot of cell phones recording. Say again, please. Yeah. And a whole lot of cell phones recording. Exactly. If you've got a whole lot of eyes on things, someone's taking footage. Yeah. This is the wonderful thing with cell phones. I love it, love it, love it. The power of a cell phone, you know. So anyway, I we pumped out this uh, for about 12 hours straight. Then, boom, I was exhausted. I fell asleep. And then the next... Um, the next day, on October 22nd, I started checking, you know, the number of views. And at that time, as far as I could see, we were up about two in around 220,000. But many people have shared and also many people had done their own version, you know, in, in uh, languages where the in these countries where they don't speak English that well. So it was in Bulgarian, Serbo, Croatian, all kinds of things that they were sharing like that. So I thought, you know, like, I don't think it's to exaggerate if you think that if something, uh, if uh, something alarming comes to you and you think, oh, my God, this is of importance, that you would speak to at least one other person, maybe two, maybe three and so on. I don't think that is to exaggerate. So let's say 220,000, that could easily be maybe up around close to a million with all of the sharing and so on within 24 hours, at least a lot of people. So anyway, we came to October the 23rd and I was uh, like, I didn't know what to expect. Either 29 coordinated drills, security drills. I was totally wrong. Yeah. I misread, you know, or absolute mayhem. Uh, I was correct, but it was too late. We couldn't, we didn't do, it didn't make any difference. They went ahead with it or silence that, uh, you know, no idea what happened. So anyway, we came to October the 23rd and more or less zero happened. So I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Here I am looking maybe like an absolute idiot, but not a problem. At least I did what I sought to to save lives and do my best, you know. Yeah. So anyway, a few hours later, uh, I was contacted by a freelance journalist in Brussels in Belgium, which is uh, the location for the NATO headquarters. And uh, he says, said to me that he had been working there for years and had very good intel from, uh, you know, the intelligence community, military, police and so on. And he said for months they had been feeling that something major was building up under the surface, but no one had been able to pinpoint and say what, what it is. They could just feel something is big here, something is uh, uh, coming at us, you know. And so he said, and then we saw your warning and suddenly everything fell into place. And uh, so he said, are you aware of what's going on in Brussels right now? I said, I have absolutely no idea. He said, right now, all of the defense ministers of NATO have been called to an emergency meeting in Brussels right now. And it's all because of that warning. His words, not mine. So nice. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you know, I had... You know, I had no idea uh, what was going on. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, say a few things here that happened in a very rapid moment. I can't prove that they happened because of each other or connected. I'm just pointing them out. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. And then a few hours later, there was a very well-respected website called Volternet.org. 
that has, uh, you know, articles written by presidents and prime ministers and stuff like that. And their main article, uh, just a few hours later, was NATO on the brink of implosion. So I thought, whoa, 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 what? This, this is amazing, you know, maybe we jam a steel rod into the gearbox of this death machine. That would be amazing. Then a few hours, a few hours later, if I remember right, I was contacted by a guy who said, have you seen what where all Israeli embassies and consulates are shutting down worldwide because of a general strike they claim for better wages? I was like, really, are, are you trying to persuade me to believe that of all countries that the Israeli staff have managed to organize a global strike for better to shut them down? I don't think so. So that was interesting. Not that I can say for sure that it had to do with it, but it happened, bam, bam, bam. And then uh, I was contacted by a guy in Washington who said that, uh, are you aware that the uh, Vice President Mike Pence and the Secretary of Defense have just been called back urgently from a trip in the Middle East? They are now in, in meetings in Washington with closed doors. And so all of these things happened, bam, 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 bam. And then just a few days later, uh, when all of the, there was all of this mayhem going around, around this whole thing, Donald Trump had a press conference where he uh, went out and said, listen, folks, we've got great news. We've just managed to kill al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS. When you look into what ISIS is, you will see that it's a creation of the U.S. State Department and uh, the Mossad with back with Saudi money, like a boogeyman created uh, uh, by themselves. Anyway, so exactly. I thought that was, that was amazing, dear Mr. Donald with the hairdo, because this is the fourth press conference where you have stepped forward and said that you actually managed to kill al-Baghdadi. So I think either reincarnation is very real uh, or get your facts straight. I mean, you can only kill a guy once. So what was that? If not, maybe some kind of diversion away. From, I'm not saying that uh, that uh, dear Don with the hairdo had anything to do with it. Maybe he was trying to distract the attention away from something. But it happened like jump, 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 and then yeah. on. Uh, you had to. It was also like October the 24th was the uh, uh, the United Nation Day. So that they, they very often hit on very specific dates, you know, with numerology and also with uh, satanic undertones and also emotionally, meaning that had all of this happen on the day of the United Nation, that would also give the United Nation the, uh, you know, the, the power to hit back. We were, we were being targeted, we were victimized, this allow us to hit back, you know. Yeah. So anyway, the head of NATO which is the former prime minister of Norway, uh, Jens Stoltenberg, a Bilderberger, who I strongly would suggest was given that job because of his involvement in the alleged mass shooting on Utøya uh, in Norway and the blowing up of the government building there some years earlier. He, uh, he had uh, this press conference that was, had been planned for a long time on the 25th, which was the day after. And if you imagine that all of this mayhem had been planned, then there would be uh, the need for a big press conf conference. But now nothing happened. So when the press conference opened, it was like five, ten minutes long. And when he, op uh, when he uh, opened to the public, he was like, welcome to the press conference. He was shitting himself. <laughs> he was terrified. You could see 
something very bad in his life was occurring. You know, something was not right. And at the same time, they had just signed us a, a deal with Boeing when it comes to global uh, global surveillance, um, yeah. you know, from the sky, of one billion dollar. I don't think that was meant. That was meant to go under the radar when all of this bum 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 happened. Then sign the deal. We would be too occupied. We wouldn't even notice one billion dollar. You mean what the hell? But here instead, it was standing out like a, a sore sore throat, you know. Yeah. So what has this got to do with Corona? Let me, uh, if I can take you back in time a little bit, because to understand what's going on now, you need to understand world history a little bit. Because when after the Second World War, when the Second World War ended, we had what was the, the beginning of the so called Cold War, when uh, the Allies and the East, the Russians couldn't agree on what to do with Europe and so on. So they decided, let's just chop it up into two. We put like what was called the Iron uh, Curtain in the middle. Uh, Russia took all of the countries on the East, you know, Bulgaria, Poland, all of these countries, East Germany, and even Germany, they just chopped into two, Berlin into four, and then split it all. And then after that, you started having this, uh, this uh, problem this tension between the Allies or the West and the East. And it was during these years where many, many things happened. One of the things that happened was that <clears throat> different organizations was created. And these organizations are very, very central in what we experience at the moment. So there were, uh, when Nazi Germany went down, uh, there was these Nuremberg trials, and there was about 1,600 scientists, German scientists, very highly skilled, very intelligent people in many different areas, everything from biological warfare to you know, rocket science to intelligence, uh, all of these things that were there not being needed anymore because uh, the German army was defeated. So the Allies thought, why don't we just take them and import them. We will export them, smuggle them out through Europe and into the West where we can just uh, give them new identities, uh, relabel them and just use them. So through Operation the, Paperclip. That's the one, Operation Paperclip. So through the Vatican's uh, rat lines, so-called rat lines, they were smuggled out, uh, you know, this long line of churches to the West. So most of them went into the US and a lot of people went, of them went down to uh, Argentina and other countries in, in South America. And so many of these individuals, like Werner von Braun, was part of starting NASA. No. Then you had, uh, like, uh, uh, Reinhard Gehlen, a very skilled uh, uh, intelligence officer, German, he was part of turning what was called the OSS into what the, the world has then come to know as the CIA. Exactly, okay. exactly. And Rainer Galen was also later very central in creating Gladio, the Gladio Ghost Army Network that is responsible for so many of these alleged terror attacks in the Western world. Anyway, so, so at the same time, so the so-called CDC and Atlanta, Georgia was created. This is in 1946-47. And they, they were created parallel with the CAA. And the CDC stands for the Center for Disease Control. This is the place that we have, the world has been pumped with numbers of dead people in pandemics ever since then. They, this is the organization that have 
that owns many of the patents of these alleged viruses that have been let out in the world, like the Zika virus, where the patent goes yeah. back to 1947, the Ebola, the SARS, the MERS, the MERS, the, I mean, the there's so many of these uh, things, but CDC, and I would say CDC, it stands, it, the correct uh, understanding of the name should be Center for Disease Creation, because yes. that is exactly what they're doing. And this is a government, not, it's a private uh, organization, a private company with swinging doors straight into the vaccine industry and big pharma, big oil, where many of these uh, uh, chemical giants are the same giants that were in the Nazi war machine. They just relabeled them, you know, a new logo, a new name, and boom, back into business. Yes. Move it to the West, relocate, and just go on business as usual. So you have the CIA, the CDC side by side, NASA as well. And then next to them were another one that is called the World Military Games that was created in 1947. And that is sort of like the Olympics, but for military games. Many of them uh, with arms and legs blown off, you know. So they're given a chance uh, to make some extra bucks on these people that have served for their country. And you will see the, the nowadays the people that are funding these events are many times the same usual suspect as the, you know, the Clinton Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates. These are the, are the ones pumping in money into these organizations. So let's go forward. When I found out this, it was October the 21st, 2019. It was planned to go down. October 23 and 24, 2019. So what happened on the 18th of October 2019? There was the so-called Event 201 in New York City. Yeah. And Event 201, it's not 201, it's actually Event 21, because if you look at the logo, everything is different gray shades in the logo, except for the zero, which is a, it's a planet, meaning that it's hidden in plain sight. It's a genital, it's Event 21, a, a co com, in connection with Agenda 21, which is actually the plan that we are seeing being unfold, unfolding itself here with this whole thing that has happened the last few years. Yeah. So, an event was a so-called simulation, a virus simulation that took place in New York in a high-end hotel, where there were so-called 15 so-called players that played this, the scenario, the exact scenario of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. But this was like months before it actually happened. So you can still find it because they haven't dared to take it down. And, it, and you can, it's in great details that all of these different videos, you know, beautiful graphics and, and uh, things where they describe the, this simulation, it's the coronavirus, it's named everything. And it says the end result is 65 million dead. It comes from, they, they describe exactly how, it, where there was leaked out, you know, from, from the animal farm and all the symptoms are the same. And the only thing that differs from this simulation was that the epicenter was in South America, not China. But when you look at the players that were there, there were no players from South America, but there were especially one doctor, biochemist uh, uh, from, I think his name is Professor Gao, from China and with connection to the, the Wuhan Institute there. Yes. At this simulation, they were going through the whole shebang from day one 
and then how the whole thing, how it would unfold, how they were going to deal with governments, how they were going to deal with truth seekers, you know, people like us, how we're going to shut them down for national security, how we're going to turn them into terrorists. <clears throat> the whole thing is there. Also news clips, but they don't call it CNN. It's GNN, that, but it's identical to what then happened. So I'm now going to speculate. Up until now, I just uh, refer to you what happened. But here is what, what I think was planned. I believe because at the time when this went down, there were the World Military Games, guess where, in Wuhan, China, where there were more than 10,000 soldiers from more than 104 nations on location in Wuhan, China, the exact place where it said that this virus was released or, or escaped from a bat or a fish or whatever you want to believe. So in the opening games, this is massive opening games, you know, just like the Olympics, incredible light shows on that. And in that, do you even got what looks like a coronavirus in That's the right. opening of this? But, but anyway, you have these games there with 10,000 soldiers there. What if on the 23rd and 24th of October, when these games are going on and everything is fine, then suddenly you have boom, 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 boom in Europe. Absolute chaos, mayhem, uh, terror. So what would be a natural response from these different 104 nations? They would call their boys and girls in uniform back home to help with the chaos. But that would mean that these soldiers would, without knowing it, bring the virus back to their home country. Meaning that this virus that so unluckily was uh, escaped at exactly that time, that date, would be spread to 104 nations within 24 hours. Or at least we were being going to be told that within 24, that the virus has spread. Because just, I think when you mentioned in the beginning, you don't need a real virus. The real virus is a mind virus of fear exactly. that you can pump into the mind of people. And it's only when people are fearful that they will let themselves be controlled. So fear is the only weapon they actually yeah, it's have the against the best arbitrator. Us. It is the only one. Yeah. So what I think was, that is what I think happened. And you will see there are many articles about soldiers bringing the virus back home. But it, it didn't happen uh, at all the way uh, uh, like that. Because <clears throat> according to this freelance journalist who was in Brussels, he said that it seems like when, they, when all of the defense ministers of NATO had this crisis meeting in uh, Brussels on October the 23rd, it seems like they decided we have, there's no way we can pull this off. There's too many people that are aware of it. I mean, it's like a gold heist and you think you're on down in the dark under the Bank of London and then suddenly, you know, they switch on the spotlights and you're in the middle of an, a big Olympic arena with a million people staring at you saying, we see you, you know, pants down. So <laughs> he believes, and I think that he is correct, that they, they decided that they had to uh, abort that operation of terror and go under the radar until the world was diverted to look somewhere else and then they would go ahead with whatever that was left of this operation so yeah. what better diversion than christmas and new year when the whole world was busy uh, running around buying uh, you know uh, christmas presents and getting drunk on christmas eve so yeah. when did the first case of corona happen when did the first ones appear? 
it was on January the 1st, they say December 31st on the night of New Year's Eve was when the first thing started here. Now they claim, no, no, there were cases in September. But I tell you, I have screenshots from when this happened because I just felt, whoa, what is this? So I was there from day one. And so yeah. from January the 1st and onwards, we had this lame, weird operation called Corona that came sneaking in like what is that? Pink and fluffy, no power to it. So it took all the way until March before they said, we have a problem. Because it was just like nobody really took it seriously. And then they started slowly, slowly trying to, okay, push through northern Italy and Wuhan were the places where they, they started hitting first because these areas are known to have very bad uh, air quality. And it's true, it's in these areas where you have the exact same symptoms that they claim that corona has, you know, shortness of breath, uh, fever, <coughs> lung disease, uh, yeah, emphysema, yeah, right. things like that. So, and it's also the same symptoms of when you're too close to 5G radiation, that you have the exact same uh, symptoms like this. And I think this is why they they chose this disease, you know, which is actually, when you look at it, it's just a, another cold. And so from, from this state onwards, they've had to, without the mayhem, because that whole thing, I believe, was stopped by divine, divine intervention. I don't know how that happened that I stumbled across this and, and that so many people were so fast to react. But I think that that part... We took away from them. We we took that weapon away from them. And instead, what was left was this lame, half-assed uh, version of a, a, a virus. But the thing was, we were supposed to be in lockdown from October 23 and 24. You know, no internet, locked in, not knowing what was happening, surrounded by fire and terror and radioactive downfall and earthquakes and famine and you name it, you know, all of it to create mayhem so that we would accept to be locked in and for our protection. And at that point, they wouldn't have had to worry about anyone looking into the number of victims or, or dead people or why are their hospitals empty when media is, is claiming that they're full. We would be totally stuck to the what was given to us through mainstream media because the internet would be shut down. These type of shows would have been gone. You know, so we would have been there like totally left on our own. And then, well, the only way you can be let out to make it sure, safe for you is here's the jab. And it's through the yes. jab, it's through the jab that the jab is the key thing in this last desperate operation that they're, they're That's putting. exactly what I've been saying from day one. I said the whole thing's a scam. It's a mm. mind virus only and played up by the media and the brainwashing of the public. And you notice the public get together. And these groups, they're like I call them groupies. They're fear groupies. They jump on the bandwagon. They actually believe everything the government tells them, which is one of the first things you should teach a child is believe nothing blindly, question everything. Mm. And I notice that they then are only too willing to attack people who don't buy into it as if they are putting their lives in danger. And I said again from day one that it'll be the vaccines laughingly called a vaccine, that drives any particular pandemic. It will not be 
the uh, imagined virus itself because we have not seen on the ground anything that slightly resembles a catastrophe or a pandemic um, at all. I mean, we haven't seen bodies dropping in the street. When they say hospitals were overcrowded, you had people going into those hospitals, taking footage and saying, liars. Then, of course, those people get called uh, far-right extremists. That seems to be the new catchphrase, especially here in this country where we've got all these woke <laughs> lunatics. They're going on about how anyone who questions the narrative, anyone who questions um, the right of some transgender plus LGBT alphabet plus um, teaching your kids about, um, you know, being yourself, like... What does a what does a baby have? You know, how can a baby be a feminist baby and things like that? It's just ridiculous. Anyone who questions it, you're far right and you're basically a, a terrorist. When it's the government through all of this rubbish and pushing it upon people and the fear they are pushing, they are by definition terrorists. It's the government that are the terrorists. It is. Uh, I would say, unfortunately, you're absolutely correct. I would say. Uh based on all of my years. And please understand the meaning of the word government, government means uh, it's Latin and it means control the mind, mind control. Correct. And it's, it's unbelievable when you get it like that. The, the, what is really hard to grasp is how come that all of these nations are doing exactly the same thing at the exactly the same time. Lockstep. This is Agenda 21. Agenda 21 and Agenda 21. Agenda 21, if you don't know what that is, please inform yourself. There are even like uh, videos, uh, Agenda 21 for dummies, uh, where they go into detail. It was, it's an agenda that was created in 19, or it's been going on for a long time, it's been planned for a long, long time, but the architects behind it is former uh, Prime Minister, Norwegian Prime Minister, Gro Harlem Brundtland, Bilderberger, and a key player in a lot of very nasty stuff, and another man called Maurice Strong, who is also the, uh, the brain behind the whole uh, uh, climate change, uh, scaremongering, uh, the whole thing, and also be, he's also one of the, the people that are, have um, uh, created some of the players that have been stepping forward on on the world scene, you know, as leaders and so on. He's the one coaching them and so on. So these two that that created Agenda 21 or was given the task to create Agenda 21 are not low-level individuals. Anyway. Yeah. It was presented in 1993, I believe, uh, in um, Buenos Aires, at, uh, yeah, something like that, in the 90s. And what it says is unbelievable. What it says is that, and this is also what is called now the Fourth Industrial Revolution or the New World Order Agenda, or it's got many different names. It will be presented at the World Economic Forum and so on. And what they say is that for you, for your best, from when this goes through, the government will be a global government and the government will own everything, including all air, all water, all earth, ground, all property, all energy, all news, all military, all police, all resources, uh, everything. I mean, Everything, including your children. I shit you not, including your children. That's in Agenda 21. And it's so it's like, 
And also in this whole thing is a, a depopulation agenda where um, they would like very much that two thirds of us are no longer here. I say, if there's too many of us, feel free. I can help you. You know, I can open the window if you want to jump. Not a problem, dear Mr. Gates and other people. <laughs> if you know, if there's too many of you, but it's true because we're too many for them to control easily. And this is where they need AI, artificial intelligence, to control us. Because when you look at it, this is the emperor's new clothes or the Wizard of Oz. You pull the curtain and suddenly you see they are so few. They are so weak. They are so... These are not strong individuals, alpha individuals with a lot of courage and so on. They're extreme cowards. They're extremely yeah. manipulative, deceptive, you know, like super, super creepy individuals. So <clears throat> they don't have it in them. So they need technology to be able to control the masses. And it's here that this whole agenda is being played out because it's through 5G that they need 5G to be able to control us through what is called smart cities, where uh, they want to push us away from where we can uh, be off-grid, where we can uh, you know, support ourselves and our neighbors and take care of ourselves. They don't want that at all. So they exactly. want to get us into the cities, two-thirds of us bye-bye, chop, 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 through vaccines. It's one of the main re uh, ways they're going to uh, get rid of us. And then the rest of us is going to be pushed into smart cities where everything that is called smart, you know, the smartphone, the smart meter, your smart toilet your smart shower your smart fridge your, the groceries in the fridge will speak to each other and including the chip that you will have in your hand uh, through id 2020 through the vaccine everything will communicate with each other meaning that you will live in a perfect grid an illusion of freedom an illusion of of happiness but an absolute prison where everything you do or want to or Every, everything is controlled by the one that controls the grid, including yeah. autonomous vehicles. Uh, there's a reason for these autonomous vehicles is because like if you have a normal car, you can just drive until the, the road ends, which it hardly ever does. But if it's a, uh, if it's a digital grid, you can just whoever um, you know, controls the grid can just stop the car from leaving the grid. Yeah. And this is also where many, many of these uh, uh, attacks the last few years here have been vehicle attacks because so much of this is based on an old, old, old Roman template, problem, reaction, solution. solution. Yeah. The few in power secretly create a problem, boom, a bomb, a mass shooting, an alleged bomb, an alleged mass shooting, an alleged vehicle attack, an alleged financial crash or an alleged virus. These are their favorites ones. The reason they create this, boom, over here, is to get an emotional reaction from the population where we just go, oh, my God, oh, my God, please, please, I need protection. Yeah, do something about and it. So do something about it. Don't yeah. think, just react emotionally. That's why they hit women and children mostly, you know, to get the emotions going or specific groups, you know, like minorities or, or religious groups or whatever, to get the emotions going. And then... That what they want is for us to turn towards the people we think are there to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem. That's right. Saying, please, please help us, help us. And they will then say, well, the only way we can help you with this horrible problem is, and in, boom, comes the solution. Yeah, it's like and the New solution, Zealand. It's, 
Yeah, it's like New Zealand terrorism laws. We had them all pre-written, and all they needed was the excuse to put it in. Just like the Port Arthur, the Port Arthur massacre in Australia, another uh, false flag joke. Uh, we've looked into that, and, if, and as usual, the key people in media, key, key people in government, even these inquiries are a whitewash. They're just a complete joke. They don't... Um, ever have uh, wide terms of reference to look into the financing, to look into calls that were made, other people involved in all these exercises that are going on at the time, just like Christchurch, there was an exercise going on, and it was over, like you say, a a period of time. Um, uh, There's reports of more than one shooter. Now, a lot of people believe that a false flag, you know, uh, doesn't have deaths, but we know false flags do often um, have real deaths, real people die. They just don't realise that they're actually part of a false flag operation at the time. Um, and like you say, it comes way back from in the days where they were uh, fighting their sea battles uh, between, like, say, the Spanish Armada and the English and the English naval might, where they would fly uh, a flag of an opposite country, make an attack, and then, of course, it would turn around and make it, make it look like that country caused it. So this country goes to war with that country. The other country, not even know why... They're getting attacked. They then retaliate, and you've got a full-scale war for something that was was done because someone else had an agenda at play. And we've seen this play out time and time again here. Um, you were saying, Ollie, some great information. If you'd like to carry on, I'm all ears. Okay, so you were we were coming to the point of what is in the jab. Because... Okay. I would strongly suggest that when you see uh, a problem being presented, you have to watch and and, uh, observe what solution are we being offered, because it's very often problem, reaction, solution. And here, and please remember, the solution will be there from day one. The solution will be there from day one. That is the, the whole meaning of the operation being carried out and the problem created. So here we have the alleged virus. So what is the solution for the virus, the, this, this alleged vac- vaccine? But when you look into it and how fast they moved it forward and they were working day and night and so on, absolute bollocks. You know, it was there from day one. They were not there for, for eight weeks, uh, day and night, trying to figure stuff like that out. Absolutely not. These were the whole point of the corona agenda was the vaccine. So... When you start looking into a vaccine, which is, uh, once again, uh, what I have done is I've contacted uh, m- uh, friends of mine that are world-leading experts in this area, like Dolores Cahill, Dr. Andy Kaufman, Dr. Christine Northrop, uh, Dr. Karim Madej, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, these type of uh, Miko- Dr. Judy Mikovic, heavyweight, heavyweight individuals in this area who comes from inside this industry and is now standing up. These are the people who know what they're talking about. So I am learning from them. So you would think that a vaccine is there for your benefit. I mean, that is the whole point of it, I would suggest. Why else would you do it? Because the danger with a vaccine is that with a needle, you bypass all the firewalls of the body's security system. You know, anything else the body says, don't take it in there. You taste things. To, oh, don't put it in there if it tastes awful. Don't If you feel the smells like, oof, get away from it. The, the body is protecting itself, but a needle bypasses everything and it goes on the inside of the immune system. Why it? And this is why it's so, so important to be extremely aware of what you're pushing in there because once it's in there, it's very hard to get out. So we start looking at this whole thing and a normal vaccine 
if you believe in vaccines and you go back, you start the history of vaccines is quite bizarre to say the least. But the whole idea is to take some uh, that is connected to whatever disease and then you push, pump that into a body so that the body gets a small dose and can, can create antibodies so that it is fit for a real attack. Next time a real attack of that disease comes along, boom, your body's already there. Boom, pumped up, ready, not a problem. That's the idea. But when you look at what is in vaccines nowadays, and especially the this corona thing, I mean, it has nothing, nothing, no similarities of what is called a vaccine. It is, when you look at what is the ingredients, what's inside it, and what people are still trying to figure out what the hell is in there, it is a weapon of mass destruction. That is the correct term. It is a weapon of mass death. There is 0.0000000000 things good for you in it, and there's 99.9999999999% things that is absolutely lethal to you. There's the more you get into what's in it, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm in this group, like I said, with these world-leading uh, doctors, uh, like Dolores Cahill. She's also the, the CEO for the World Doctors Alliance and the World Freedom Alliance. I mean, these are heavyweight players. And they are still trying to figure out from the outside what the hell is in there and why has it been put in there. But what they're saying is that this is especially the so-called mRNA vaccines are unbelievable. It's pure evil. And if you go to, for instance, Moderna, which is Andy, Anthony Fauci's uh, company that was created together with their Bill Gates, you will see uh, that the mRNA, that in the body you have a blueprint, your divine blueprint, the D stands for Dios, DNA, the blueprint, the divine blueprint in you. But you need an, an operating system in it that can communicate, just like in a PC, you got like a Windows, or in a Mac, you got Do, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah, OS. Um, so, OS, yeah. So, um, you need that, uh, that communication system. And in the body, that is what we call the mRNA. Uh, M stands for messenger. Now, when you look at the Moderna vaccines, or all of the ones that the mRNA vaccines, they, what they're talking about, especially the Moderna one, is that they will replace, replace this divine thing inside of you that is organizing everything inside of you, so you don't even have to think of it, with a synthetic version of this operating system that will mm -hmm. be injected into you, and which can also be reprogrammed once it's in you. Meaning that somebody uh, with a computer on the outside can say, well, listen, I think uh, let's shut down his liver or let's add some more proteins over there or let's, uh, what about a heart attack? Enter, boom. I mean, it's unbelievable. How, 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 how can you even, I mean, this is the most bizarre stuff you can even imagine that, and they've got, uh, now we're, we're being told graphite oxide, we're, there's a lot of iron oxide, nanoparticles, super magnetic nanoparticles that are doing all kinds of weird stuff inside your body once it's in there. That's right. We have loads of people with uh, that are becoming magnetic 
Uh, I even have a friend here in Bali who has not been vaccinated, but who has been around people who have been vaccinated. She's magnetic. She can take a, a spoon and just put it to her forehead. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. And uh, also, I have a friend who's got uh, what uh, what uh, it's a what they call blood cell analysis, where you take a, a blood test. It's super interesting, and you, you put this blood uh, into a mi dark microscope, and then you can get it up on a big screen where you can see your own blood float around. And I had that. Uh, my blood was absolutely messed up, and uh, I've been saved by seeing it for myself. I thought, fuck, I need to do something about this. Yeah. So anyway, she has had, uh, she's been doing this for 27 years, uh, going, you know, uh, helping people with blood cell analysis and now when people have started coming to her uh, with after with the effects of of these vaccines which is most of the time extreme fatigue uh, they have come there and she has seen and taken photo i have these photos of these blood samples it looks like some a war zone something has exploded there it's like she says i've never seen anything like it i don't know what's in there some of it look doesn't look human at all it mm -hmm. looks like bizarre things you know with tentacles and and uh, weird 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 stuff and it's when when you get into the the world of what is actually in there it's it's bizarre to say the least and here we're talking about that they even are pumping now these things into children and into babies and uh, right. and the the effects are just horrendous horrendous and Dolores Cahid, who is not a doctor herself, a doctor, like, so she can give advice. She says, what I can say is, if anyone would offer me a hundred uh, million dollars to take the vaccine, the vaccine, I would yeah. say no, thank you. And she said, if anyone ejected me against my will, I would sue that person straight away for attempted murder. And she wow. comes from inside that business. I mean, she has been there for, for more than 20 years on a very high level. She was even in a position where she was part, sort of one of the people in between the U.S. and, and uh, China arranging meetings. I think even arranging meeting for Dear Mr. Gates, super <laughs> psycho. And so she knows what she's talking about from the inside. And she is terrified of the effects. I mean, of what's in it. Terrified, terrified. It's almost like they're redesigning the human body, aren't they? I mean, correct me if I'm it's, wrong, but when you take, um, uh, like you said, the, the vaccine, we inject it into people and you're actually replacing their own genetic material, you're rebuilding things or redesigning, you become a biological entity that's able to be patented, wouldn't you? Because you're no longer in a natural state. Natural things can't be patented, but synthetic or created uh, compounds can. So would that not make us, after the jab, owned? This is super, super important question that you just raised here. If you look at Monsanto, for instance, and by the way, that should be renamed as Mon Diablo, would be a more correct name of a horrific company. Yeah. With Roundup, Roundup and all of these... Uh, um, uh, seeds that they have patented, that they've re, uh, changed uh, and made into GMOs and That's changed right. and patented. 
one of the things that they've done, and they've knocked out so many farmers in the U.S. and other countries, and India terrorized uh, these farmers. What they've done is that they have these uh, manipulated gene-modified uh, modi uh, seeds, and it's enough with one one of these plants inside someone someone's big uh, fields, you know. Then they just come and say, well, you have one of our seeds, uh, you have stolen it from us. And then they sue the living bejesus out of that farmer and takes the farm from them. Happens yes. in the thousands. So here, imagine if you have a um, synthetic mRNA, a synthetic uh, operating system injected into you, patented by these individuals, you, they, it's their product inside of you that they are in control of, that they have the patent on. So you become their Part of the patent. organism. Yeah. And, and we're talking about sort of what they're trying to, to do, it seems like, is to go into sort of like transhumanism, where, where right. humans are no longer only humans, but it, you become a mix of the two. Because in these things are also what is called nanobots, which is small little things and mechanical things that reproduces and hooks onto your organs and so on. I mean, it, it is, uh, and then you have the whole thing with spike proteins and shedding. It's like, oh my God, what the hell is going and the on? the greatest problem we have is people and the deny factor. It's like science fiction to them, and they cannot comprehend that there will be evil geniuses out there who will actually do this, yet it's happening right in front of them, and they are still denying it's happening. They would rather blame people, because, see, it seems like human beings love the mystery of things. They never want the answers. They just want to know the mystery of it so they can continue to talk about it, feel relevant. But when you break it down like you have with a problem-reaction-solution, and often the solution or the cure is more deadly than the affliction. And this is what I see playing out time and time again. The cognitive dissonance in this country, especially because I live here, is huge. It's massive. There's, we got, you know, we got meant to have 60 million sheep in this country. Uh, five of them think they're human. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's hard for me to grasp these things as well because it's, it's also hard for me to understand how can somebody do something this evil but this is what we are experiencing and I, I heard this presentation a while ago where there was this man who was talking about uh, the difference between 3d reality and 4d reality and he was describing it like this in 3d reality where we have been for generations uh, you are in a space where you believe that uh, the authorities are there to help you, that the government would never lie, that there is no corruption, yeah. that the police is there to protect you, military is there, you can trust what is in the newspapers and TV and so on. 3D reality. As long as you pay the tax and you obey, everything is good. Yeah. Then, when you raise your frequency as a human being or, or your awareness... Uh, which I think is what is happening with individuals like uh, the two of us. You, it's just like changing the the receiver on a radio. Uh, you go from one radio station and then you have a bit of confusion in between, and then you get to the next radio station. So, for instance, in 3D they're listening to Beethoven, in 4D it's a rapper. 
just to see because then you are listening to the same radio but you are your experience of that thing is very different and yeah. so in 4d reality we, you, you come up there and it's a very very confusing uh, experience because suddenly you see that everything is upside down nothing makes any sense anymore until you turn it upside down it's an inverted version of reality but it's actually the true version of reality even your eye when you're in 3d reality and in 4d as well the the light comes in through the lens uh, the the lens breaks it down and it turns it upside down on the retina but your your mind has said oh this is too confusing so it has tricked your mind and said no no i'll just turn it upside down so that it's easier for you to operate but actually, we're seeing the world upside down, and then our brain is, uh, has done it in 3D. But now in 4D, it's like we're being forced to see reality for what it is. And in 4D reality, it's almost like looking at an old negative, you know, like black is white and white is black. So yes. everything yes. everything we have been told is good for us is actually bad. And everything we're being told is bad is actually good. So it's so I'm on the right track. It's yeah. It's totally upside down. But in 4D reality, that's where inner work becomes super important because people that comes up in 4D reality has to go through a very turbulent uh, trip. You know, going through a lot of confusion, sadness, anger, desperation, frustration. You name it. Because of this holy shit, everything I've been told is a lie. It's upside down. It's, would you know, what the hell? This politician who, who just raped a four-year-old child and now he's being promoted and given this top job, it doesn't make any sense. The, That's right. The, the, and the whole agenda, you suddenly see, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can see and you cannot unsee. So you start talking to people that are still in 3D reality, and they will they will see they will look at you saying you're absolutely mad. What happened? Yeah. Did you become a Mormon? What happened? You know because uh, it's like what you're saying is so not right because they're still in 3D, and we in 4D reality cannot go back and and be back there. So you have this very painful emotional separation going on, filtration at the moment where people are almost choosing what reality they want to be in. And so it's almost like it, I, I heard this uh, uh, description. There was this uh, bearded guru guy in 2010, I think. He said that in by the year 2012, humanity would be like almost in two different groups. One will be at a, like at a train station. I would, I would say that would be 3D. And the other ones would be on board the train, which you'd, I would say is 4D. And so he said by... The year 2012, the train will start to move out. By the year 2015, the train has really started getting momentum, but there's still time for people either to jump off the train and run back or people on the train station to run and get on the train. By the year 2020, it's we're too far apart and it's very hard to reach each other if there's not like this incredible uh, open-mindedness to just, yes, you know, and pop like a popcorn and boom, you're in 4D reality, which a yeah. lot of people are doing now. I mean, in the millions, it's amazing to watch. But I think that there is this separation. And I also think that it's important not to, to bash each other's head, you know, saying you don't see it, you don't get it, you're so sick, you're so asleep, I'm so awake and I'm so much better than you. Instead of seeing that we have chosen different paths, it's like really listening to different radio programs. And yeah just see each other 
and bless each other and say, I, I can, I will be here for you anyway. But it's it's a very sad separation, almost like waving bye-bye to Titanic, you know, that it's uh, what what to do. Yeah. Because you cannot reach them if they don't want to be reached. And they see us as absolutely mad and uh, bizarre individuals that see evils everywhere. But, yeah, they certainly do. But I tell you, it's true. when... When you look at what's going on in the world, I can almost guarantee you that everything that makes you believe that the world is evil has come to you through a black screen in front of you. Many of them labeled smart, which is the wrong spelling. It should be spelled E-V-I-L is the correct spelling. You look yes. out the window, you look out the window, it's beautiful. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. There's a butterfly, there's plants, there's like a blue sky when there are no chemtrails. It's amazing. You know, so what is reality and what is not? And at this time of these turbulent times, one thing I know is that when the dark forces try to get to you, it's through fear. And so <clears throat> the way out of this is it going in. The way out is in, and that is to deal with fear and let it go, let it go, let it go. And so you become freer as an individual. And also the, the beauty with fear is that where is it there you know can you go down a supermarket and buy five pounds of fear it's not out there the only place the fear is my fear is in between my two ears you know it's there yeah, that's right it's my fear is not in your mind your mind your fear is not in my mind so it's only in my mind and it's only connected to something that has not yet happened that is in the future meaning you don't even know for sure that it's going to happen so when you look at it it's an absolute waste of life to be fearful. I mean, it's good to be fearful if you're going to cross a street that are, where there are loads of trucks or whatever. That It's a good thing to, okay, look like rift, whatever. Yeah. But otherwise than that, I think a lot of what we're going through now has to deal with letting go of fear. Whatever it, way you can do that through meditation or brain maximization or whatever you want to call it or... <laughs> You know, go out in nature, or hug a dog, hug a cup, whatever works for you, listen to music, you know, and, and just let it go. So that whatever the situation is, because we are going into unknown territory at the moment. I mean, there, there's no rules except you can be hit by anything at any time from any direction, you know, That's right. alien, whatever, anything can happen at the moment. But it's only when you're balanced inside where you can take at least good decisions for you and your loved ones, you know, instead of being in absolute panic mode. So, yep. And you're absolutely right when you say most of, put it this way, we're visual creatures as well. What we see is what we believe half the time. Um, and when it comes as a constant feed over the idiot box, you know, the TV, and they're constantly telling you what you're seeing instead of you using discernment to uh, differentiate between what you hear them say and what you actually see. As you say, you look out the window, you can see something completely different to what they're telling you you're actually seeing. And we notice that here in this country. They've made people fear their own shadow. They've made people fear someone walking down the road. They've Everyone is all about They've created a suspicion. They're dividing people among ideological lines, around economics, sports, 
political affiliations. Everything is about divide. And when I was saying before about how they're trying to condition the children, the children have a very good way of being able to learn fast, and they're innocent and they can perceive things properly. It's not till we as adults contaminate their mindset and have them start shaping our reality. You know, we sort of shape their reality with our views and opinions, and that's how we corrupt children. So when they've got all of these... Uh, all of this input coming from whether it's government, whether it's uh, agendas, critical race theory, whatever, they're actually messing with minds that would otherwise be perfectly able to discern uh, fact from fiction, right from wrong. Do you do you uh, find that in other countries you visited? Do you see the same agenda playing out? Everywhere, everywhere. This and this is the whole thing with the new world order and event. No, and agenda twenty one. Agenda twenty one. The power of that evil plan is that they, they they want the exact same agenda on a local, national, and international level at the same time. Meaning, in all of these countries that have signed, and it's 179 countries or so who have signed this absolute plan of madness on steroids. You know, so whatever you see, <clears throat> it's the same thing that that takes place in your local courthouse or down, uh, you know, your local government building as in parliament, as on a global scale. So they, they work at the same time. So we need to deal with them on all different levels at the same time as well and see that, oh my God, this is, it's, it's a full on war. I don't want to scare people, but I would say it is a full on war on all yeah. levels from all directions at the, and we should applaud it, each other, you know, that we're still standing. <clears throat> yeah. And I tell you, I'm a super optimist. I, I cannot see this go end in a bad way. Absolutely not. But it is a very challenging time where we need to stick together. And the thing is, they're telling us how to get out of it. They, Everything they say, do the opposite. Social distancing, I say go hugging. Divide and conquer, it's your neighbor, that's the problem. Okay, let me go and meet my neighbor. You know, who are you? Oh, it's the Muslims, that's the problem. Let's go visit the Muslims. It's hell's angels. No, it's them, it's them. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer. And it's the whole time, it's a psychological operation that is hitting us from all different directions. So we need to free our mind, and then, as they say, the rest will follow. That's a perfect illustration of exactly what people should do. And that is is a great way to end the segment. Um, you know, you've given a lot of food for thought, and you'll actually... Um, hopefully prompt a lot more people who are usually on the other side of the equation to maybe take a step back and look at the position we're coming from. Because what a lot of people forget is we have already learnt everything they know. We've just transitioned to include other areas we didn't previously want to look before. We didn't want to look at the fact that there are creatures out there masquerading as humans that are trying to take us down a path that they prefer us to go rather than what we have been created for. So um, thank you very much, Ole, for joining us. And um, if you've got any closing words or any message you want to give out to people or how people can find you, your website, your social media, I encourage everyone to follow you. I am everywhere, and at the same time I'm being shut down everywhere as well uh, because of hate speech. I don't know if I'm uh, – it's maybe my personality, but I don't see myself as very <laughs> hateful. But you have to ask yourself, just like Voltaire said a few hundred years ago, he said, 
to find out who controls you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Yes. And here we have full on censorship. So it's like, but where does it come from? So just follow the money, follow the control, and it takes you right to where it is. So my website is light on conspiracies because that is exactly what I try to do is aim the light into the belly of the beast because we are up against pure evil, I would say. It's a very evil, dark agenda. There's nothing good about these things that are being pushed on humanity now. And I would say that uh, what I would very much like is to tell them to fuck off, leave us alone. Uh, if you want war, feel, feel free, go to an island and fight wars with yourself. I'm not interested. Normal people are not interested. Uh, you know, yeah. we're 99% uh, of uh, people that I met are beautiful people. I've been to uh, over 50 countries. I mean, yes, they're assholes in most places, and there's beautiful individuals in most places. And most of us are a mix of the two. So it's like we have to deal with the inner demons as well, and it's through the inner purification that our minds become more pure and clean and also more efficient so that we can choose which side we want to work for and serve because I sure as hell don't want uh, to work for the dark forces or support them through my fear or, or spreading information that can be fearful in a negative way because then I'm just doing them a favor. So I would very much like to finish with a prayer. Not that I'm religious because I think religion is very often used as a control mechanism over people Agreed. and I do not uh, support that. But we are spiritual in the beings and there's this prayer that I really, really love and it goes like this. May the entire universe be filled with peace and joy, love and light. That is the entire universe, every single square millimeter, centimeter, inch, whatever you want to call it, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May everyone, and especially the ones who hurt us, especially the ones who hurt us, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May the light of truth overcome all darkness, so victory to that light. Because, I tell you this one, and this is not fun at all, the worst assholes in your life, including super psychopaths like Gates and the other guys, are our greatest teachers. They are our greatest teachers because they show us where we're not healed. So indirectly, we have to thank them for being absolutely horrible to us because indirectly it helps us to, to grow. We are, we are going through boot camp at the moment. And it's without them. I mean, the, the world has been in a, in a situation for many. I mean, it's 40 years of my life I've been standing, hello, hello. And nobody, very few people have listened until the last five, ten years or something like that. And so what has caused people to so-called wake up? It's only when they get a bat up their butt, you know, or right in their face, and they get out of their own desires, their own greed, their own pizza slices and X factor, and suddenly start caring about who's actually living next to you or in your family or, or nature. Nobody did that before. We were so into to our own, you know, mess. And now, thanks to these type of things, we got a flamethrower up our butt, you know. So indirectly, we have to thank them. At the same time, no way am I going to accept their sins, their, their deeds. So I'm going to, and I'm, I'm putting my life on, on the line on a daily basis, trying to transcend this whole thing, because we need to meet it in a non-violent way. If we do it in a violent way, 
we create a lot of incredibly bad karma. And also, it's just, if you listen to the word revolution, revolution, it repeats itself. So we yes. do a revolution, and you study history, the people that uh, did the revolution, they became even worse a few years down the line. Chop, right. chop, chop, heads off, and then a few line, years later, they are worse. So we had to transcend it, not through violence, but transcend this whole thing. And it's only through finding out what our skills, our talents, whatever we've been divinely given, you know, as individuals, what have I got that I can bring to the table so I can help us, not I, me, mind, us, what can I do to help lift the world to the next level? And uh, good luck to us all. We're all in the same boat. So may we go down or up? I say I prefer up. Yeah, very well said. Thank you very much, Olive. It, Thank like you. Said, a lot of food for thought. People, um, definitely follow Ollie on all social media, the ones he's still on, of course, <laughs> and um, thelightonconspiracies.com, wasn't it, their website? Yeah. Yep, and have a look through that. I encourage you to listen to his um, interviews. Also, look at the books. If you mention the two books you've authored, uh, people can look for those as well. No, I've, I've written five books, actually, but... Uh, List them all. Kuditans. Okay, coup d'etat slow motion, one. Coup d'etat in slow motion, two. Uh, these are about the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister, Olaf Palme, but it is so entangled in what is going down in the world, you know, with the uh, Iran-Contra scandal and uh, lots of other assassinations, including also things on New Zealand. It's a whole international massive bomb of truth. It's almost a thousand pages. Nice. Then I've written one called Shadow of Tears about how I went on a bicycle from Sweden. I was going to South Africa on my own in the mid-80s, and instead I ended up in the in the middle of the war between Iran and Iraq. And then uh, I'm I thought these were mad people down there screaming Allah Akbar, shooting each other, but instead I found some amazing individuals and it ended with me, after one of them were murdered, I helped to smuggle uh, some of them up through former Russia and uh, East Germany up to Sweden and Canada. Then I've written one book called Remind Me, Re-Mind Me, about how to how to reset your mind. I'm, I'm an international Raj yoga teacher also, which is the, the science of the mind. And this is uh, what has helped me. It's a small little power book, like a one hour read, but it has uh, it has actually helped uh, a lot of people. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'll then have to look I read that one. I read that one. Children's I book. <laughs> I, read, I read it myself at times. But uh, then I've written a book called Yolanda Yoga Panda, which is a children's book uh, based on the uh, Raj Yoga philosophy about, uh, once again, the science of the mind. Because I think the sooner we can uh, strengthen our children in their yes and no and their own personality and strength, the better it is for the future. 100%. And then now in the middle, um, in the middle of writing another one called Guilty Victim which is, uh, well, I'm not going to say too much about it, but uh, I hope it's going to be really <laughs> I thought we were going to have the scoop there for a minute, but that's fine. We'll look forward to that coming out. Sorry, Karen? It is about the assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister, but it's actually how he planned it himself, thereby wow. the title, Guilty Victim. And wow. there you go. Interesting. Thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. Thank you. I will be, I'll be looking for that. I'll read that. It's in English, isn't it? <laughs> It's not finished yet. I'm getting there. Okay. Sneak previews are fine. So thank you very much. That was Oli Demigard, international speaker, well-researched for 
many years. I won't say too many. Don't want to make you sound too old. Uh, author, commentator, you name it. He's done it all. And that's why we had him on the show, because he brings clarity to the false flags and agendas and gives you a base idea um, of how these things play out. And as I said, we will be looking forward to doing the Christchurch in-depth um, part of that. Uh, we're just waiting for more information to come through. Anyone can send us information on info at counterspinmedia.com. Uh, if you're worried and you just create a fake Wicker account to send us the information, then you can terminate it if you're worried about that, because that, to date, that I know of hasn't been hacked, at least by the lower plebs anyway. Other than that, thank you very much. Uh, look at counterspinmedia.com website, and everyone, please support Groundswell and their um, process coming up midday tomorrow. And we will leave it with our usual song, and the greatest infiltrators of all, take down the CCP. Catch you next time. Yeah.